Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good greetings, Grapple fans, and welcome along to episode 118, 118, 118 of the Pro Wrestling Index right here on the AI Podcast channel. And yes, it's definitely episode 118. I was getting a bit muddled up last time, but we're, we're, we've checked, double-checked, triple-checked, and everything else, and we are def- definitely at episode 118. Uh, that's that's quite an alumni we've got there. Anyway, yeah, I'm Andy Wales. As always, joined by my audio tag team partner, Mr. Guy Drinkle, the man of a thousand podcasts. How are you doing? I'm good, Andy. How are you? Yay, not too bad. So we've we've got quite a bit to talk about this week, haven't we? Obviously, Elimination Chamber's on. Um, we've got that to discuss. Then we've got quite some eventful TV right after it. Raw, SmackDown, there's all of that. But before we quickly crack into that, um, I, I'm springing this on you now because we haven't prepared for this, but... Uh, it it uh, completely uh, uh, escaped my mind, but um, the AEW uh, sagas all announcing uh, people, whatever. Now, do you remember just before the Royal Rumble, we were talking about surprise entrance, and what about um, Kenny Omega? You know, it, he'd been very quiet. Was the potential that he could actually surprise everyone and, and turn up at the Royal Rumble because everyone pretty much expected him to sign for All Elite Wrestling, but. He didn't, and obviously, and now he signed for All Elite Wrestling. So, um, thoughts on that one? That's looking like it's going to be quite a big show in uh, May for them. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it, it it was the most likely place he was going to go. I think it's a shame for... Uh, not casual, because I, I, I think we all... Uh, everyone who uh, listens to this will watch WWE every week, and some people will be like me, where they stop with WWE and some... We'll watch everything and anything, but it, I think it's a shame for people like me who just watch WWE. But <clears throat> I mean, he's gonna he's gonna better himself at AEW, isn't he? I think he's got an actual official role there. I can't remember the actual role, but he's used behind the scenes as well as um, in ring talent as well. So fair fair enough. I mean, you go in there with your mates, and something that could possibly take. Um, take the uh, wrestling business by storm so yeah fair enough um and if aw finally gets a a, a um tv deal and all that stuff so especially over here in the uk i'll, I'll definitely watch it and he'll be one of the ones that, that that i'll be watching for and that's the thing guy isn't it 
you know, there's Jericho's announced, you know, Jericho's age, you know, he can't do a full on schedule, but they've got Jericho, they've now got Kenny Omega, they've got Pac, um, they've obviously, uh, there's the Young Bucks, there's uh, Cody Rhodes there, there's that Hangman Page, you know, mm. they, they've got a good, they've got a good talented roster there, and it's, it's, it spiked my interest. And like you, I, I really predominantly, mostly watch WWE. I don't I just don't have the time for anything else. But they've spiked my interest so that I want to watch this event. So I, I guess it's fulfilled its, it's fulfilled its purpose, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I think some of the matches for it was a double or nothing or whatever it is, I think you've got Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho there already. That, that's one that springs yeah. out of me. I, I watched... Um, I can't remember what Wrestle Kingdom it was, but the one with Chris Jericho v Kenny Omega, that's the only one I watched from New Japan. And um, that that was the main match I was looking to watch. And um, if, if, I, if I have to watch a stream again, I'll, I'll watch Double or Nothing. Or if not, I'll just wait till it's on YouTube. I'll, I'll eventually watch it. Um, but yeah, I mean, even though AEW is it's basically it's only it's not even had a show yet i still i'm still quite looking forward to it and i, I barely know any of the talent so I, yeah it just speaks volume how much buzz it's built for a, 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 a somewhat casual like me yeah not only that, i mean they sold their tickets within four minutes mm. uh you know that's a good sign like you say a lot of people a lot of casual viewers getting interested there's a lot of buzz about it and it's good for the industry there's you know there's somebody else hopefully there'll be a success and it's competition for the WWE, which, you know, competition makes them better. But for wrestlers, it's somewhere else to go. There's another option. And it just, I think, as a viewer as well, you've you've got you've got more choice now. And I just, uh, hopefully, you know, it's a positive for everybody in the business going forward and helps. And, and maybe push WWE on to be a little bit more uh, focused on how they can improve what's actually happening on our screens and what we're seeing as opposed to... Um, how can we just make more money out of uh, random shows in, in Saudi Arabia? <clears throat> anyway, Elimination Chamber then. Um, some really positive responses to it, Guy, out there. There's a lot of people really, really taken by it, really enjoyed it. Um, we weren't exactly excited at the prospect of it. And I've got to say, I've, I'm not sort of like ultra positive or anything like that. What I can say is, it certainly wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of the same as you. I thought um, it was a hundred times better than I thought it was because I thought it'd be fucking abysmal. <laughs> um, the card was um, terrible on paper, at least, and um, we had majority a good show. I mean, we're obviously going to go through the card, but there's one match that, well. You know what it is. <laughs> that was abysmal, um, which is obviously um, Corbin and Strowman, which was pointless. Um, Ronda was pointless in the match, but the bit after it was good. Um, but yeah, I thought the rest of it was quite good. And if the match itself was shit, we got the result that everyone wanted, uh, i.e. Finn. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a very good show. And albeit it's not, he's not my favourite person, they've almost caught magic in a bottle with Kofi Kingston. I mean, we've talked, um, we'll go into the details of the match, but we've talked about SmackDown not having any any genuine faces there. I mean, I've I've never really been Kofi's biggest fan, and I, I've gone off the New Day and stuff like that. But it's good to see that they've kind of, they've seen a problem and addressed it by 
as I said, catching magic at a, magic in a bottle with coffee and yeah, then pushing just him. Go, they've gone with the flow. Yeah, which is smart. It's look, it's smart. It's short lived. I don't expect it to uh, to really sort of turn it into a, a, a massive long push because I, I just like you. Uh, look, he's he's a really good performer. <clears throat> he can give some excellent spots, some excellent moments. He's a really, he's you know, he's, he's a he's he's a really really good worker. But I I don't see him as world title <laughs> material if I'm honest. But you know, for a short term run, fans are getting behind it. Yeah, jump on it and enjoy it for the moment and and, and make the most of it. But I think I, I wouldn't go so far as to say it was a really really good show. I, what I would say, guys, I think I feel quite ambivalent to to it as a show but there was two good matches in there and we start i mean it was there was the two chamber matches um the women's tag team championship went on first uh, as you would expect two chamber matches one to start one to end uh this i mean i've got to be honest this i thought was going to be an absolute cluster from start to finish uh, and i was pleasantly surprised it was in parts it was actually really good um, in parts, it was maybe not quite so good. Um, I think some people got a little bit carried away with with the quality of it. But I again, I was pleasantly surprised by by how this um, by how this elimination chamber match went. Yeah, it was it was um, it was surprisingly good. I thought, I think we both agreed that it'd be terrible um, on the preview, and it was anything but. I mean, we got. The result that we didn't expect, we thought it'd be the big lasses who got it. Um, <laughs> the big lasses. <laughs> no, we keep. <laughs> That's we keep, official name. We, by yeah, we keep keeping that there forever. Now. Um, <clears throat> we thought they'd win, and the fact they didn't even make the last two, it 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 took us in a direction that I didn't I didn't expect. And <clears throat> as soon as they went out, I think we bought. We all knew that Bailey and, and Sasha were going to win. I, I t- actually, I actually thought because, I mean, yeah, we. I've got to say, I was I was surprised the way that they went because the thing is, you put it on the popular babyface team straight away, and it's like, right, where do you go from there? Mm. And that's the the kind of the problem they've got now with the titles is where do you go from here now? Because you've had your high moments, you know, that the crowd really wanted to see. So that's the thing normally for them inaugural belts, you stick it on the heels first, you get your little program, and then you you get your payoff the crowd finally get the moment that they've been you know wanting to see and you build up towards it and i actually thought once once the big losses once they went out i actually i thought oh are they going to put it on mandy rose and sonia deville here mm. I, I honestly thought that was what they were going to do i thought going to stick it on them and then we'd have to wait to get the uh, to get the payoff to finally see bailey and uh, sasha lift the titles and just a, just a word on, on the pair you mentioned, and I can't remember what the stupid name they give them, but I'm going to just call them Sonia and Mandy. <laughs> I think they give them a horrendous name just before the match. Yeah, they're they, not Absolution anymore, are they? Yeah, yeah. Or was it, f- oh God, no. Fire, wasn't it Fire something, some shit? Fire like and Desire? Or yes, that was like it. That? that was it. It was fucking horrendous, and that's perfectly Awful. horrendous. Awful. <laughs> they come to us for, for names. Oh god, we we'd we'd make us something better than that. Um but yeah, I think the I think them two, um, especially Sonia Deville, because we don't really see her wrestle that much. Um we kind of see Mon- Mandy as the um front woman I- I- in that tag team. And I thought Sonia was one of the stars that uh, 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 emerged out of this match. And Mandy Rose, she 
shown a level that we hadn't seen yet. Obviously, she went back on SmackDown and had a, a, a bit of a shit match with Asuka. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, th- th- this chamber match it, it it emerged some stars. I thought the Riot Squad um, give a good showing of themselves. I think Liv Morgan looks like um, something's there. She she's now useful. Um, I can't remember Logan. I can't remember her first name. Um, Sarah Logan. That's the one. Uh, she looked decent. Um, obviously the um, troublesome twins. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they had some nice moments in yeah. there. The iconics, didn't they? No, I was on about the uh, the ones who got in trouble just before Carmella and Naomi for oh, different reasons. Oh, right. Sorry, I get yeah, you. Yeah. I think, oh, the first ones eliminated. Yeah, I think they got eliminated for uh, yeah oh. the dance break. Whatever yeah. they, I've no idea what they're calling them. I'm sure they, yeah. the summit glow. Oh, fabulous glow! That yeah, was that it. that Jesus sounds the right. Christ. That sounds the right level of shape. Honestly, someone was overdosing on cheese at the deli counter when they were coming up with names. <laughs> yeah, but I think they got eliminated first due to what they got up to the week previous, <laughs> um, for different reasons, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think the ones that we expected would just be absolute fodder. I think they did well. The Iconics got a good elimination over the year. Uh, over the uh, two troubled ones, um, and the big lasses got knocked out early, which it just took a spin on the match that I don't think we expected, as I mentioned. And yeah, the Riot Squad and um, Sonya and uh, Mandy, I thought they, I thought they were the real, not the be- not like the stars of the show, because obviously uh, Bailey and Sasha were that. But I think I thought they they took a level that we've not seen from them yet, and that that was the best thing for me out of that is that the women's division isn't as empty as as we think possibly mm. anyways but it was a nice moment and and that's the thing we, we do know you know any sort of hardcore fans know that bailey and sasha are real life friends they are very good friends they have been for years you know they've come through together strong friendship there strong bond came through nxt had some killer matches together at nxt oh my word they are two unbelievable title matches uh it's, it's still some of the best matches i've seen they're, they're fantastic uh, and it's it, it was a nice moment, obviously very tearful, all the rest of it. It was it really meant something. So it was you know a nice end to to a, what was actually a good match, surprisingly. But um, the SmackDown tag team titles, then the Usos, um, one of which also got into a bit of bother, um, defeated the Miz and Shane McMahon. So here we go, guy. We're on the road to Miz and Shane McMahon facing each other at WrestleMania. Piss break. <laughs> yeah. But, but Shane managed to get in his coast to coast and elbow off the top uh, turnbuckle to a table. So I'm sure they'll find another. They're, they're having a match again, aren't they? So I'm sure they'll do them spots again. And then it'll be Shane doing them spots on uh, Miz at, at WrestleMania, which, yeah. uh, you know, I can't wait. And they're building this around the Miz's dad. The, it's dad issues. That's what this tag team's built around dad issues. That's a good name for the tag team, isn't it? Daddy issues. Daddy won't hug me. <laughs> <laughs> and here's your challenges. Daddy won't hug me. <laughs> oh God! Christ yeah. Almighty! They definitely have to go down that road now. <laughs> oh dear! But yeah, the match. Oh, going to pull match. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> oh dear! But yeah, the match itself. <sighs> It is just like a highlight reel of every Shane McMahon match ever. Like, 
it, it just there was nothing different on. Obviously, the la the first one with the bar was a bit different. Obviously, we had the shooting star press, and it it took a different direction. Whereas this, it, it was literally just copying pasting most of Shane McMahon's matches, and then I don't need to see them. Yeah, I it's don't need to see them. There's so much talent on the roster. The guys that don't even get on TV, seasoned pros, seasoned vets that can put on killer matches and can talk as well, that put on proper matches, proper wrestlers. I don't need to see um, a 40-something balding guy who's not even a proper wrestler put on these spots over and over again. I've seen it before. I really don't need to see it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's it in a nutshell, really. It's just... It's just a waste of a spot, and obviously, I imagine Shane McMahon makes it. He's a crowd pleaser and all that, but as you say, there's so much wasted talent in in the company. Um, and now we're obviously talking about after the card, they're adding more to it, seeming seemingly. Yeah, and use him differently. Yeah, use him in a different role, and I'm fine. That's that's it. The the, the thing from for me from this as well, though, guys, this is the Usos with the belts again. You know, multiple times. What can they do fresh now? This is a thing. What, what we we need to see something a bit different, don't we? In terms of them with the belts, they need yeah. They need they need a, a fresh opponent. Otherwise, it's just ah, oh, you know, it's the bar. We've seen that the USO, uh, the the new day. We've seen that so many times. We need something really different now. We really do. I just they I do. feel yeah the, yeah absolutely I agree. I mean, get this match out of the way at. Fast lane, which I think is literally like tomorrow, um, <clears throat> and yeah, get get that out of the way, and then hopefully they can build something fresh. I mean, we'll probably be champion sanity like we do every week, but it'll end up being Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev, which will be fucking abysmal. Um, yeah, I mean, at least it'll be different, but I don't that that tag team just looks shit from the beginning. Um, the, the crush and kick connection. Oh fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Not one of your better ones, that Andy. There's your name for the podcast. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <Your tag> team <laughs> names. Fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the really. Neat, I mean, I'd love it if DI. I mean, if DIY debuted at Mania. Um, hint, hint. What we're going to talk about after the card. It, it that could be a perfect way to do it, I suppose. Yeah, but um, yeah. Um, Let's see there. Needs a sprucing up. Yeah. Finn Balor defeating Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush, obviously defeating Leo Rush. Uh, dissension there between Lashley and Rush, but then they're kind of back together on more. Um, I think they're just in the process of breaking them two apart, I, I would guess. Um, title on Finn anyway. Hopefully they can quickly move him away from Bobby Lashley. He needs he needs a, a good opponent who he can actually work with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The match itself <laughs> was a bit shit. Um, but the right outcome i think was this is i think i predicted this hopefully we get it fastly and then it's done and then wrestlemania comes along and then you get finn v anyone um not bobby lashley um or baron fucking corbin <laughs> um i mean say say if i mean i'm just speculating here to fill the time because his match was shit say if we get drew mcintyre v finn balor at wrestlemania for the intercontinental title that could be a really good um, curtain raiser, curtain open, or whatever the fuck. Um, but yeah, that that's the most important thing. Get Finn Balor away from Bobby Lashley because we've seen with more charismatic and 
Um, well, not more popular, but more, definitely more charismatic people than Finn gets sucked down into a horrendous vacuum by Bobby Lashley. And that, yeah, Kevin Owens, I think, is one of the best talkers in the talkers in the business, if not the best. And we saw him suffer horrendously uh, feuding with Bobby Lashley. So I, I, I fear for Finn if this goes on longer than I think Fastlane's in two weeks. So if it goes on longer than that, I'll have a worry on. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ronda Rousey defeated Ruby Wright in less than two minutes. No, that's. I th- I thought this was it just feels like a bit cruel on Ruby Riot you know she's a really good worker a good solid worker I mean surely they could have cut a few minutes here and there to to at least give her 5 minutes you know they you had know, a good I mean, match the this, night after <laughs> you know I, well that's the thing you know the night after we get a rematch of this one and a rematch of Corbin against Strowman so what's the point in watching a pay-per-view because we we show half of it again the following night anyway but you know you know what I mean is at least give her five minutes. I know this was all about building for the segment that came after it, which was a good segment, but like, come on, you know, just get a bit of respect. Give, just give her five minutes. It's done. Then we get the segment. Now, the, so the, the match itself is, is forgettable. It's pointless. Not even worth talking about the segment. This was damn good. This was damn good. And I tell you what guy, for me, this was a stone cold Steve Austin segment, because if you replace, Charlotte with The Rock, the corporate rock, and you replace Ronda Rousey with, say, The Undertaker. Becky Lynch is your Stone Cold Steve Austin. You've got The Rock fronting up The Undertaker, getting in his mouth, uh, getting in his face, giving him, giving it the spiel. In, out comes Austin. So Austin lays into uh, The Rock. Undertaker then steps back, allows The Undertaker to give him the tombstone. And then the next thing you get is Stone Cold Steve Austin giving The Undertaker a stunner. That is Now, that is something from the Attitude Era that you can actually envisage happening because that was the Stone Cold character. You know, don't trust anybody. And this was Becky Lynch playing that character to an absolute T. And then I know I've mentioned some of her facial expressions haven't quite matched the character and what she's been doing. In this segment, she was absolutely point perfect on everything. I thought this was was so so good. Yeah, the, it was it was great. I mean, as you mentioned, the match is not worth talking about before. But what what came after for me, it was it was near enough perfect, and it's what we expected. And I mean, the fact that Becky was quite—I don't know if it was she was told to do this or it was just an action. She was quite loose with the crutch shots. Obviously, I think she busted up on Ronda and maybe Charlotte, but um, it, it just added to it. I mean. When, yeah, it definitely did. Her actually busting them up, that, that added to the whole segment. It made it feel a bit more realistic, which is what you want, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that's, that's the bit, because you look at Ronda and you just think, well, if she if this was real, she'd just kick the fuck out of all these like in three seconds. So you've got to make, you've got to make it realistic. And, and the fact that she got busted up, it adds a bit of vulnerability to it. And obviously uh, Ronda's not getting booked the same as Brock Lesnar, for example, but um, yeah, getting her busted up and it shows a vulnerability that we've not really seen yet. And obviously building off her match from the Royal Rumble with Sasha, where it was actually a, a genuinely amazing match. And now, now this storyline seems to continue. I mean, it might suffer on TV um, in the process, but if they can have another moment at Fastlane or whatever, and then I'm not sure how long it is to WrestleMania, this this feud could be one of the best ever. And I think we said in the last show, it might, the, t- the build might suffer, because I don't think you can top some of these moments, but if they have these big memorable moments, that's what people are going to remember. And I think 
although we'd mentioned this Elimination Chamber, chamber pay-per-view was better than we expected, Andy, this is probably one of the most memorable moments on one of these middling pay-per-views. And that, that, yeah. This is what this pay-per-view will be remembered for. Yeah, it's arguably this is almost the highlight of the pay-per-view. Um, <clears throat> I think like you, yeah, it's, these are memorable moments. Uh, what I do think they need to do is make sure that we don't see them every week. Mm. We don't need to see it on every edition of Raw, SmackDown, whatever. You know, just every couple of weeks. It keeps it in your mind, but it doesn't oversaturate it so that by the time we get to Mania, and obviously it's all going to play out in some way, but by the time we get to Mania, it's what we really want to see because rumours are this is the match that's going to go on last, which is <clears throat> it is eventful, it is historic. There's no two ways about it. You know, that never before, it was just never imaginable that the, you know, women would close out a WrestleMania match. And it's not just like talk and gesture that they're doing it just, you know, for the sake of doing it and say that they've done it. This is genuine. This is organic. It's This has the feel that it should go on last because it does feel like the biggest thing because right now, Becky Lynch feels like the biggest thing in the company. Uh, I don't know whether or not Vince actually agrees with that and feels the same way, but to the fans she's getting the biggest you know the biggest reaction she's getting the most attention and it's it is organic it, it is it is the match that should go on last so it's important that the build's done right and kept as a big deal and obviously ronda rousey brings that mainstream attention into it so it's it, it's it's looking very promising at the moment it certainly is i uh, just i just don't want to hear charlotte talking too much because yeah. um I'm I'm not really of a fan a fan of her work on the microphone. I must admit. No, it's like a it's like a cheesy parody of a dad, isn't it? It's not. Yeah. It's not yeah. great. Yeah. So anyway, that <clears throat> so that's a highlight. Well, probably the low light came next. <laughs> uh, Baron Boring Corbin versus Braun Strowman um, in a no DQ match. So obviously, you knew something was going to kick off. And we ended up having um, Corbin, McIntyre, and Lashley get back together for some inexplicable reason, um, unless they're going to feel, uh, you know, become some new stable or something like that. I don't know, but they ended up with this. Um, it was quite spectacular, actually, wasn't it? The, the triple power bomb through two tables off the stairs. It was. Um, it was a big. It was a big spot um, with after a boring match, really. What we call in that stable in the charisma vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> Boredom. <laughs> I oh, said you didn't But even on times 30, Baron Corbin's still boring. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it absolutely is. It's, it's just, I don't, how, do, do you have the match lengths in front of you? How long was this match, if you know? 10 minutes. It was only 10 minutes. It felt like half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's mad, isn't it? Uh, well, for me, Baron Corbin, look, whatever he does, whether it's on the microphone or in the, you know, in the ring, his matches, it just bores me. He, he just really bores me. He's actually, look, he is an accomplished talker. He can talk, but it just bores me. His delivery, everything, I've got no interest with it. He doesn't really connect with the crowd. And, and Strowman, I I think they've they've dropped the ball with Strowman. You know that he was there, he was high, he was the, the crowd were really connected to him, and they they hesitated. They they were scared to pull the trigger and have him go over Lesnar, and as a consequence, it's you know they, they 
he went down and they built him back up and the, the fans stayed with it. Then they didn't pull the trigger again. And that's it now. I I, I do I do worry where he's where his uh, character's going to go from here on in. Yeah, I, I mean, the match doesn't deserve talking about because I mean, no, it, it was crap. It, it was horrendous, and the fact that they went on to Raw have the same match, and then McIntyre and Lashley didn't come out when it was a tables match is like, well, okay, that that's fucking cool, pretty pointless. That um, totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, might as well talk about Braun Strowman. I think he he really needs to. It's difficult with SmackDown going to Fox and however they're going to do that. But he 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 just he needs a fresh beginning somewhere. And I'm not even sure if SmackDown's the right place for him, but it's the only place for him at the minute. He need he needs a fresh start. And and they really need to think about his character. I know his I know his heel run when he had to go up against the Shield and stuff wasn't great, but I think he might no. need a heel run. Um, um I, I don't know. It just stop him tipping over. Like it's almost like oh, his character's been questioned. I know we'll we'll have him tip a truck over again. That'll that'll get everyone going. It's like no, we don't. It's like mm. no. I think no, they need to keep the mic out of his out of his hands as well because I think he can talk. But when it gets to the big stage, I mean, he did that promo on Lesnar. I can't remember what it might. I can't remember. What oh it yeah, was. that was Fucking not hell. good. Yeah, that was abysmal. Yeah. So I think maybe they need to get him a manager. I mean, I said it might not. It might be the worst thing in the world for some people, but I think it could really work. Um, is if this is the feud they're going to do is have Strowman v these three is put Bray and Luke Harper back with him. I thought you were going to say Leo Rush is his manager. Oh fuck no, no, God no, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But if you if you have if you have somewhat of a Wyatt family, because mm. Bray can talk, Luke Harper can talk. I mean, he hasn't really done it. But yeah, they they just go. don't say for me that they they talk, but they don't really they don't they don't have a lot to say. If you know what I mean. Yeah, but I think it, I think that's the only way you could get this this thing to work that they're trying to do because Strowman's uh, been feuding with these three I think they need if they need to give him people who aren't 11 year old kids at Wrestlemania <laughs> that's the way yeah, that's the I, I think I, I do think he's he's. it could take a long time to recover from the fact that they just they didn't pull the trigger the second time and then they put him in the match with Lesnar and then take him out of it and and yeah. I don't know. I, I just think that it's like the writing's on the wall. I really do feel that the the writing's on the wall. They they accidentally came across this character, and and they got that they, they were scared to pull the trigger. And and who knows what might have happened? It might not have worked out. It might have gone wrong. But you could easily take the belt off him. Uh, but instead, they haven't even had that moment. You know that sort of that uh, Goldberg WCW moment where they just went with it and seeing what happened. It, they they didn't go with it. They they were frightened for whatever reason. They didn't pull the trigger, and uh, and I just wonder where he's going to go. But anyway, last match in the night then, um, the chamber match, WWE title, uh, Daniel Bryan coming out victorious. I think we both expected that to happen. Um, a shame that uh, Samoa Joe was the first one eliminated. That that was a real disappointment. Uh, Randy Orton and AJ Styles again, in, you know Orton and Styles. I I think we're going to see them two together yeah, at Mania. Like I think that, that's yeah. that's that's what this was about. And Jeff Hardy, I don't see the point of him being in the match at all. Um, 
But yeah, and so the the star of the match again, Kofi Kingston, as you'd alluded to, you know, the crowd just. I think there's a feeling that the Kofi's getting towards the end of his career, and and a lot of people were just like, hey, you know, let let's have let's get behind Kofi here, and it's nice for him to have another. Another night in in the sun, so to speak. You know, he he was he was showcased for all his talents and what he can offer. He had a, a great, uh, great well, was about an hour, wasn't it, on the SmackDown leading up to it. Mm. You know, really got put over strong in this one as well. Went to the end with uh, Daniel Bryan, and they're going to face each other at Fastlane as well. So or or involved in a match or some, whatever. So. They are like you, we mentioned. You know, they're going with the flow in this one, but I, I don't expect them to go the the full distance. I think this is just um, the the crowd are enjoying it. It's it's good for it's nice for Kofi to be able to uh, get a bit of recognition. But to, um, yeah, it's I don't think they're going to go the full distance, guy. But this this I thought was a really good match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not a fan. Of the New Day and Kofi anymore. And even I was kind of going. Go on then. Just fucking do it. Just fucking do it lads. <laughs> I just put the belt on him. I was kind of getting to that stage. And he, uh, I like what they do. I like when they do this. I think the only shame is that this could have been Mustafa Ali. <laughs> um, and obviously, just, Well that's there's the thing. Do, do you think if, if Mustafa Ali hadn't been injured. Do you think they would have gone this far with him do you think he would have been out there last with with daniel bryan because i do think that's conceivable uh, and the thing is what next for from for mustafa ali after this because i think if you immediately bring him back into it in place of coffee i think you risk the fans turning on mustafa ali yeah i think what they need to do yeah i think they just need to keep coffee and mustafa ali out of separate storylines and i think that's what the plan is i imagine we're going to get Ali versus Joe in some way, shape or form, whether that's at Fastlane or WrestleMania or whatever. Maybe give it a stipulation. And then Kofi, um, I don't know what the hell will happen after Fastlane. Um, but, yeah, I think I think you're dead right there. If Mustafa Ali got shot straight into Kofi's position, say at Fastlane, they, they would have turned on him. Uh, the crowd would have really turned him, especially on... Um, SmackDown, because that—I mean—it was chalk, it was chalk and cheese in comparison to the fucking Raw crowd. Um, yeah, it was—it it, was—it's a—it's a good decision. I'm not sure if Mustafa Ali is actually fit to come back, but I think they need to keep him away from the Kofi storyline just just for now. Um, but yeah, my, my two cents on the match—it was really good, as you said. Joe getting eliminated first is starting to piss me off. Um, they're just treating him like shit, where he's. He's one of the most interesting characters in the... St- Wait, you, no, he's the fucking best... He's the best character in the company and has been in multiple fucking feuds. Um, and and they're just, they're just wasting him. So hopefully he can move on to... Uh, I, I, they're never going to pull the trigger on, on the WWE title. So hopefully he can get some success in the mid-card. And uh, I just remembered that R-Truth is the US champion. So that makes sense for Samoa Joe to just destroy him and then move on to something else. Um, well, there, now there's... They, and that's a really good point, actually, Guy. Is, you know, you as you've, as you've pointed out there, look, they're not going to pull the trigger. As much as we'd like to see it and we want to see it happen, and it should really happen because... He, he can do it. He absolutely is at, the, at that caliber level and he could carry that title no problem at all. He's a great talker. He's a great heel. He's a great worker. 
Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Him, him and Mustafa Ali, there's a natural storyline there to play out, isn't there? So you have Samoa Joe, like you said, you can basically just destroy... <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel bad for him already. I think <laughs> <laughs> he can absolutely destroy our truth, and then then your title, uh, then then your match at WrestleMania if it's between Mustafa Ali and Samoa Joe is over the US title. So it's it's got a little bit more added to it as well. Yeah. Or what WWE probably do is put it on Randy Orton and have AJ v Randy Orton for that, which would be pointless because neither mm-hmm. of them need a title. But yeah, um, if they, I, I hope they put some more, I hope they, hope they put the US title on some more Joe because the US title's been shit since ooh Cena dropped it last, whenever the hell that was. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's yeah, the US title is probably the longest suffering title on, on there, and it really needs a revamp. But we've kind of gone off on a, on a tangent as we normally do. But yeah, this this match was surprisingly good. The main event. Um, and I'm glad. I'm kind of glad they kept going with Kofi because Fastlane could have easily became a nothing pay per view. But this is this is a good storyline, I think. Yeah, I, I've got to say, I look, I agree. I, I thought it was a really good match, as we expected. Daniel Bryan comes out on top, uh, and the big question, as we meant, you know, basically what we said in in the preview is what's going to be next for Daniel Bryan, and that is at the moment you can go with Kofi Kingston because the crowd are high in it. I don't think it's a WrestleMania match. I don't think they're going to go that far. We're getting the vignettes of of Kevin Owens returning in the next few weeks. And I do wonder, I haven't looked at the uh, the calendar to see when Fastlane is, but I would I would guess that the Kevin Owens return is the uh, TV straight after Fastlane. That would be my guess. And, and I do wonder, you notice in... That in that video with Kevin Owens, he's bowling. He's there. Oh, he's there bowling. He's out with his son. He gave him twenty dollars. He comes back with a great big thing of popcorn, and he got some uh, soda. And he's, "Where's my change? Twenty dollars?" And they're eating popcorn, and it just plays for me. That is, that's playing into that whole uh, Daniel Bryan environmentalist eco warrior character. I, I just think it's it, that that's you know that's the 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 thing that can set them off. And, and get them going and and I'm them two together I would look forward to what they can do yeah I think 
today we mentioned it. It's one of the rumours um, that KO might be might be the one for Daniel Bryan, and it'd be so interesting to see the dynamic of KO as a face and Daniel Bryan as the heel. It's probably the opposite of what you'd expect um, from a match like this, but. I think you, I think you meant uh, you went through it perfectly. The, obviously, there was the one with the pizza as well, with the the pineapple, um, which is horrendous. If Gags is listening, you understand that. Nothing wrong with pineapple. No, with you, you disgust me. Get out. Ham um, and pineapple or chicken and pineapple, absolutely what? beautiful. One of your five a day. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> oh dear. Um, but yeah, it's. It's such an easy storyline to put together with these little family videos, as you mentioned, and I re it'd be so. I think it'd be a great way to get KO back on track, especially moving him to SmackDown. Um, obviously, there's been enough time to get rid of get the Shane stank off of him, um, and then obviously the horrendous spell on Raw. And now, if we if we put him back into a, into a program with Daniel Bryan, it'll put him back on the on the. Uh, the spot in the card he deserves because he, he should he's, he's a main event player and if he goes straight into so it's not a main event at WrestleMania because the WWE title gets tricked like shit but it'll be one of the big matches on the card and uh, yeah I'd really look forward to that program yeah it'll be one of the eight core main events yeah um, of the 25 match card that um, you might need to uh, be taking tablets and injecting um, Red Bull into your veins to stay awake to watch all 17 hours but hey ho so yeah if the, there's rumours of it great because I don't know I've, I just have that feeling my gut feeling is that's that's almost you know you look at the two st- the characters that's where it's 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 logically leading towards and, and hope I just I hopefully I do hope that's what we get and hopefully that's how things do play out because it, it will be interesting so anyway on the whole Better than we expected. I, I thought it was um, it was a two match and big segment show. It was it wasn't it wasn't a great show. It was I'll be honest, guy. I thought it was as an entire show, it was below average, but it was still better than I expected. I'd say it's an average show with a couple of memorable moments. Um, yeah, it's. I think the fact that we expected it to be so bad and it wasn't, it, it, it may be messing with us, but I think it was average, especially some of the other pay-per-views that similar stand in his elimination chamber are tend to be horrendous. At least it's had some memorable moments. Like, I, I can't remember anything from Money in the Bank, for example. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I've, but I, even, even four out of ten, that's still better than what we were expecting. So, yeah, you know. I'd, give, I'd give it a six out of ten. I'd give it a oh, six dear. out of ten. Um, I'm not that generous. I'm, I'm a bit <laughs> harsh on my markings. I give it a four, maybe maybe a five if if I was um, if I was feeling a bit giddy. But there you go. Anyway, so right, so we move on to elimination chamber from a elimination chamber, I should say. Moving on to to Raw, and the first thing we we get on Raw, uh, Triple H out there. We've got the Hall of Fame. First inductees of the Hall of Fame. They seem to have took the time this year. Uh, DX is going to be um, put into the, the Hall of Fame. So this is a way of getting Road Dog into the Hall of Fame, but and also it's a way of getting China into the Hall of Fame uh, without it just being them, so to speak. <laughs> Thoughts on DX going into the Hall of Fame? Um, 
Yeah, good, good stuff. I think, as you mentioned, um, two of them um, could obviously go in on their own merits. Obviously, Shawn Michaels has gone in on his own merits. Triple H is a future Hall of Fame. Is he, is he in the Hall of Fame? No, he's, no, I don't no, think he is. No, no he's look. Yeah, he is a future one. Shawn, but he uh, uh, Shawn Michaels is legit Hall of Fame. Triple H is legit Hall of Fame. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, and China does have a place in the Hall of Fame despite everything that happened and what you know went on in a personal life afterwards and and yada yada yada. Um, yeah, look, I was a DX fan, the original DX out there, as in, I don't say the original DX which was obviously it was um, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, China, and there was Rick Rude for a bit there. And then you had it moved on to being Triple H, China, uh, X-Pac, Road Dog, Billy Gunn. That, that that sort of time frame, the original time frame, sort of was it about 98 through to about 2000, something like that. I, I was a fan of what they did, really enjoyed it. The stuff when they brought them back, not such a fan, but um, I think it's got to be said, Guy, it's it's a faction that um, does have a place there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they played such an important role in the Monday Night Wars as well. Um, this wasn't the answer to the NWO, but it, it was it was WWE's big stable at the time, wasn't it? And it was so huge in the Attitude Era and the and the mad shit they got up to, and it yeah. it built it helped build two of the best careers in WWE history. So you know. I mean, especially yeah. Triple H. Obviously, Shawn Michaels had success before that, but um, it was it was a good way. It actually served as a really good way to get Triple H over and change his character yeah. completely because he was a mid carder playing this elitist uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. It wasn't really connecting. Suddenly, he's with Shawn Michaels. He's getting the rub off Shawn Michaels. He totally changes his character, and and it helps yeah facilitate Triple H to become a main event character and, and back then they loved the stables so you had dx you had the nation of domination then you had the corporation you had the ministry of darkness you know that they they loved a good stable mm. uh there was there was the job squad the oddities there the was all sorts, or whatever they're called yeah there was all sorts that look it was stables galore in, in the late 90s to the beginning of the 2000s so yeah it, I, I think they definitely deserve a place but anyway triple h out there obviously to to announce that and or to acknowledge that, I should say. And then to uh, to kind of drop a bombshell, so to speak, is that we were going to be getting uh, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Alistair Black, and Ricochet appearing on Raw and on SmackDown. So I'm torn on this one, guy. I'm pleased to see them, obviously, but I, the way that they were announced, I, I, I don't know. I think you only get one time to do it the first time, and it didn't feel like it was... A big deal, and 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 I'm sure you'll want to mention as well is the place that they did it. It wasn't the right town because that crowd was just flat, absolutely flatline, wasn't it? It was horrendous that crowd. Um, wasn't it? You could probably hear a pin drop. Um, it thing is, it's just a stark contrast to the SmackDown crowd, and it's not. I think it was in Louisiana, Lafayette. Was I mean? How have you found that? Uh, uh, La- Lafayette, uh, yeah, in Lafayette, uh, Raw was, which yeah. is the whole town of Izzy Stradlin, by the way, of Guns and Roses, just in case anyone wanted to know. <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> not not um, a hotbed of of, um, of wrestling fans, though. Like you said, imagine doing this in Chicago 
with the you know the the backstory of some of them guys as well. I, I think they would have come off come across to the casual viewer and those watching on TV as such a big deal. And and it just would have added a bit more to the experience and a bit more to the product. So um, I, I'm glad to see them coming up and showcased, but I kind of disappointed that it it was it was almost throwaway. Like, oh yeah, um, they're debuting tonight. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it could have worked in one of the towns you mentioned, even if they just had it. I know. I think SmackDown was in New Orleans, and, and that was much better. And New Orleans isn't exactly a hot, hot bed. I know they've had a few WrestleManias in, in, in recent times, but it's not the biggest wrestling. It's not Philadelphia or Chicago. I'm trying to get. At. Um, and it, it just just out of contrast. And I think the what they did on paper worked. I think you could tell it was all rushed together because that's one of the rumors that Raw was done very much on the fly. But they got the best of a bad situation. I didn't like the fact that they had Michael Cole like doing a stupid video over of introducing who Alistair Black was and all this. It should have just been left to his own merits. And what they actually did, they had like just if I just said this, you're introducing Champer and Gargano, and the first match you're getting is DIY versus the Revival. Perfect. You're introducing Alistair Black. He's going up against one of the most popular mid card people in Elias. Perfect. Um, you're putting Ricochet in with Finn. Uh, well, no, no again, against the uh, Charisma Vacuum. That's probably the worst one there. But, I mean, he had, he had a better thing on SmackDown, to be fair. But apart from Ricochet's there, but I think we I think we agreed and speculated just before we started recording that Ricochet's probably still got the most yardage in NXT out of, the, out of them lot. So he, he, can still, he can still go down there for a year have a run in NXT and then we can kind of have a, another introduction to Ricochet. Whereas the other three, almost perfect, I think. Um, and then obviously we had DIY against Sheamus and Cesaro the bar on SmackDown and we had um, Almas v. Uh, Alistair Black, which again, great. So and, think... and as you mentioned, that New Orleans crowd were chanting NXT, NXT yeah, yeah. Through, throughout that Alistair Black v. Uh, Almas. And... It's like, yeah, imagine imagine it had been a much, you know, a smarter crowd that they'd done the, the original debut and, and you got a better reaction. Like you mentioned, you know, not just Chicago, Philly, somewhere like that. It's like you could have got, you know, you really could have, you, you could have done something. So anyway, go on. Sorry. Mm. No, no, it, it, it's the same point. But I think what they did in such a rough situation was quite well, worked quite well. But it, as you mentioned, it's a first introduction to some of these. Obviously, a couple of them with the Royal Rumble, but again, the Royal Rumble crowd wasn't too good. Um, but yeah, I think it's no. I don't think it's any damage done, unless this is now going to be a, a permanent thing. But I imagine them using the NXT banner and stuff to introduce them. Um, I I literally watched NXT. Uh, before we recorded, um, Gargano, spoiler, uh, spoilers if you're still watching NXT, um, he dropped the North American title to Velveteen Dream, so I imagine there's still storylines in there and yardage for both of them there in NXT before they get a full call-up, but um, yeah, it, yeah it, it was, was just it, a, it was very weird, I think that's how it was. It was a bit it. random, that 
that's that's the thing for me is it, it was a bit random and i prefer if you're going to bring people up is to have a clear plan and idea of what you're going to do to to make the best of it and it just felt a bit random but i think you're right in that <clears throat> with with three of them that they've pretty much done all they can do at nxt and it's and it's a logical time to move them up um and i think we are now in the process of gargano and and champa moving moving over um I actually give props to NXT in the way that they've been doing it. They've been teasing Champa and Gargano getting back together as DIY, you know, a little bit at a time. And, you know, Champa's heel, Gargano's part heel, not sure, heel, not sure. He hasn't fully committed. And then before that match on NXT, as, as Champa says to Gargano, you need me out there. And he loses the belt. And he said, no, I, I don't. No, and he loses the belt. So they, I think logically the way they're building them is 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 forcing them, you know, bringing them back together so that when you see it, it makes total sense. What I didn't like, as much as I love to see DIY against Revival again, it was fantastic. What I didn't like is we get the fully-fledged heel in Champa suddenly being babyface on Raw and SmackDown, working as a babyface. It was... It was just so odd, guy. It just, you know, it was so out of what what we've been seeing. Yeah, it's it just sends very mixed messages. Um, but I think obviously the wrestling community who will watch NXT, NXT takeovers, they won't be that asked. But the casual viewers who'll watch it won't, and maybe not watch NXT um, takeovers and stuff like that. Will be thinking, all right, this is just another. Babyface tag team, it's not. It's not. Champa's the best heel in the company who's actually had success um, in WWE. Um, he, he'd been the best heel in the company. I mean, that I can't remember what takeover it was, but when he came out with no entry music, oh my God. It just it just screamed of, of absolute star. And to have him come up as... You can't even say coming up. Just have him appear as a babyface against the Revival, and not burying the Revival, but their, their first match as Tag Team Champions and have them lose. I mean, it's understandable, a DIY, but it's just still a bit weird. Um, you could have had them beat anyone else. Um, but, yeah, it was just really, really weird. And, I mean, it probably begs a question to you, Andy. Do you think it's right? Because, I mean, this is probably them hinting and alluding to that they're going to come up as a tag team. Do you think that's the right decision for them long term? I, I actually think it is. I think the the logical way that they've done it, obviously, you had Champa turn on Gagano. They had their full-on feud. Then you've had Gagano, <clears throat> as a character, logically take that turn, as in, you know, he, he comes up short so many times that what has he got to do to be successful? And the, the answer was he needed to just, go more heel he had to become a heel in order to be successful so the logic and the story that you're being told made total sense and that them both going through that same experience that in order to be successful they had to change and do something different and that's bringing them back together that they've got that common ground they fought each other and now they've got this common ground and they'll come back together and then you can tell the same story in, in on the main roster you know, you can put them together, have them fully established as a tag team, um, and then you then you can have the turn because you know you're going to get it at some point. So I I think for them, I think it is it is the right way because 
I wouldn't trust WWE to bring up Tommaso Ciampa and use him in the way that NXT have used him as a singles competitor. So I think you need to see him and see what they both can do together as a tag team and get invested in them before you're ready for them to uh, turn and become singles competitors. But for me, it makes total sense and it is the right way to go. I know perhaps the, the people will disagree because of, of just how good they both are in singles. But I think I think this sets them this will set them up better. Yeah, I agree. Um I think I think you could put Gargano on his own and it'd kind of be a safe bet, but I'd fear for Champa because I I love Champa. I think he's perfect. He's probably my favourite NXT guy. I love him as a character, but what shown me on both shows is that the reaction Gargano got as a face was a lot bigger than Champa got as a heel. So I think he'd kind of get lost in the shuffle because, I mean, as we mentioned, both shows has a million heels. Like, we mentioned Drew McIntyre's getting lost in the shuffle. Um, Mm -hmm. Samoa Joe's getting lost in the shuffle. Kevin Owens was getting lost in the shuffle. And I I think NXT is obviously perfect for heels to to be in the the, um, spotlight. Whereas on on the main card, I mean, we look at it... um, Daniel Bryan's probably the only one who has the spotlight at the minute because yeah. well, Raw, <laughs> Raw doesn't have a fucking champion. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I do wonder whether we're not we're going to have a little bit of a cull as well, you know, some talents getting re- uh, released. A lot of people kind of on the periphery. Uh, there's been uh, Ty, Ty Dillinger uh, put something mm. out that he's going. Uh, I mean, he, he hadn't been on TV for yeah, God knows how long anyway. So it was... But, you know, they call some people up, not use them, and there's people who have been, you know, hanging around, not doing a lot. It it makes sense to kind of refresh the roster a little bit, and obviously we're going to have that shake-up thing in April and whatnot. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, I I do wonder whether this is just a teaser. We don't get them fully, you know, moved up now until maybe after Mania, but who who knows over the coming weeks. But one thing I've got to say in, in closing, though, Guy, is that it did make me want to tune in and watch Raw and Smackdown this week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It made me want to tune in and watch NXT as well. Yeah, because, well, um, sorry, just to qualify that, because I didn't watch them live, but once I'd heard that they, they were on, they were, they'd appeared on the, on the show, I was like, that's it. I want to watch Raw and Smackdown. I want to see what's happened. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I watch Raw and SmackDown every week anyway because it's just something to watch. Like, um, it's it's just something to watch, and then obviously you can easily skip the shit bits uh, as well if you're not watching it live. Um, so yeah, I mean, just to add this, it just adds an extra spice to it. And obviously, normally the 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 road to WrestleMania and all that, it's, there's obviously all these big moments and stuff, but sometimes the TV really suffers because I know we've got, fa- I think Fastlane's in two weeks, which is it's just so weird um, to have a pay-per-view straight after another one. Um, but normally there's a big gap between pay-per-views, so it's you've got to build something long. And just having this NXT talent come up, whether it's one just for this week or it's a couple of weeks or whatever, I, I, it just adds an extra thing to TV and... I think Raw definitely definitely needed that, especially with quite a lot of injuries and stuff like that. But um, maybe after Fastlane, we can see um, back to the main roster talent get ready, building up for uh, for WrestleMania, and then the NXT talent can start building to um, take over uh, New York or whatever it's called. Um, 
and yeah, uh, there's, there's still plenty of storylines and there's still um, a lot of mileage, it, it, in, especially Ricochet in the, in the call-ups, but there's still a story to finish with Tommaso Ciampa and, and uh, Gargano on NXT. Yeah, so I mean, we're out of time here for this for this uh, show, but um, <clears throat> Elimination Chamber, better than we expected, and Raw and SmackDown, actually, they give us a reason to watch this week, so that's not a bad thing, is it? No, not all, absolutely. You can't really ask too much more. I mean, not every pay-per-view is going to be 10 out of 10. As long as there's something to watch in it, you can't really ask much more. Yeah, and I guess it's the end, the... The thing now is, let's see what they do with this next week. How is this going to evolve? Does this mean, you know, are we going to see them more often or is this a one-off? Or are they going to just kind of throw NXT guys out there, different guys each week, uh, different guys and girls out on screen each week? Maybe maybe that's something we might see, Guy. It'd be kind of interesting if you just kind of had a rotating roulette of, of call-ups. It might be an easy way to gauge casual reaction, but if it's just once per week, I mean, we saw with the raw crowd, if that's how you're going to judge someone, it's such a gamble where you're going to be. Because mm. anyone could get a, anyone can get a reaction in a hot town, whereas, I mean, I think you could have The Rock, Stone Cold, and fucking Hulk Hogan have a match, and that crowd on Raw would have fucking just, like, went, meh. <laughs> Sat back, smoked a cigar, went, hey, you guys finished yet? Um, I don't know. Maybe they... Maybe they- he just made them all watch three hours of Baron Corbin promos and matches before they got in the building. Maybe that's why they were half asleep. Yeah, it fucking makes sense. Well, I don't know. <laughs> why would they put Baron Corbin on first? I don't get that. But yeah, it's... it's just to kill the buzz. <laughs> oh, dearie, dearie me. <laughs> anyway, so we'll we'll see where TV goes. And as you mentioned, Fastlane's coming up soon. So um, we'll, we will be back to preview that, won't we, guy? Yeah, absolutely. No idea what the card will be, but we've definitely got Kofi v. Brian in some fashion, so there'll be at least one interesting match on that. Yeah, and then they'll chuck something else together, so God knows what we'll get anyway. So, but like you say, yeah, we'll be back for that anyway. But until then, this has been episode 118 of the Pro Wrestling Index. Um, from myself and Guy, a big, big thank you for tuning in and listening and downloading the podcast each and every week. We do we we do appreciate it. Um, Twitter at PW underscore index is our Twitter handle if you want to contact us on there. But anyway, until next time, from myself and Guy, it's bye-bye now. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.